Friends, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, Jesus says, and I quote, For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's enemies will be those of his household. Good morning, Christian America. That's something difficult to hear, especially on a Friday morning as we get ready to end the week and get into the weekend. But I want to discuss the divisions that we see in the church and what it means for us and what we should be wary of. So get your Bibles, put your thinking caps on, and let's get ready to get into the weekend. Good morning, Christian America. Okay, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation because it's the most important thing that we have in our lives is our faith, our faith in Christ. It should always be our priority. It, always, it should always be number one on our list of things to do, prayer, contemplation, scripture, uh, being a member of the Christian family, taking care and loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, loving each other, loving one another as we love ourselves because God commanded it, not because I say it, not because it sounds nice, not because it's a slogan, love, uh, you know, Trump's hate or anything like that. Those are all the slogans about love, about generosity, about being a good person, about kindness. They're all built off of what is good. What is good is God. Jesus says, why do you ask about what is good. There is only one who is good. No one should think that just because they consider something good that it's actually good. We derive our good off of what God gives us. Everything that is good comes from him and everything that is not of him is not good thereby, right? We have to understand these things as if not, we'll be led astray. And right now we wanna to talk to you just briefly this morning, this Friday, as, um, as we get ready for the weekend about the division in the church about the divisions that we see across our nation, across our land, right? And maybe even across our household. But before we do want to do that, uh, we, again, we want to ask that if you like videos like this, if you support what we're trying to do here, if you support this message, a message of revitalizing the Christian faith across this nation, you don't have to do much. We don't ask for donations. We don't seek donations. We ask for your participation. We'd ask that you share this on your social media profile. You subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel, the Rumble channel, um, or this podcast. If you're listening to this on the audio only podcast platform, which you can find anywhere. Now, we want to talk to you briefly today about the division that we see across our nation. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking politics because it, it seems almost inevitable in 2021. Anytime we have anything to say about what is real, what is just something that's important, immediately people go to politics. The big divide, uh, the partisan divide, uh, red versus blue, um, these states versus that states, the donkey versus the elephant um the, the maskers versus the no maskers the vaxxers versus the no vaxxers it could go on and on i'm not interested in any of that because those things are mere they're they're, they're mere um examples of a deeper problem of a deeper division that's taking place that has been taking place for quite some time and and now that place uh that division is is growing deeper today we see it playing out in our churches the reason I brought to you that that passage at the beginning of uh, at the intro of this podcast where Jesus says I came to divide. He said don't think 
that I have come to bring peace on earth. I come to bring not peace, but the sword. Jesus goes on to say in, in the same chapter of Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, that if you don't acknowledge him before others on earth, that he, that he will not acknowledge you before his father in heaven. But if you do acknowledge him before others on earth, that he will acknowledge you before his father in heaven. He goes on to say that there will become a time where there's a great sorting, a great division, not along political lines, friends, but along biblical lines, along spiritual lines, along lines of belief and faith, things that we can't simply turn on or off or choose this side versus that side, but a faith that we have to live, a faith that we have to profess, a faith that we have to stand strong in and fight for and believe in our heart of hearts with all of our hearts, our mind, our soul, and our strength. That's the faith in Christ. And it's in that division that Jesus talks about separating the sheep from the goats. It's in that context that he comes in. He talks about separating the wheat from the chaff and how the chaff end up in an unquenchable blazing fire that they're burning for eternity while the wheat, while the sheep hear their voice, hear the voice of their shepherd and listen, not simply believe, but then listen. We see this numerous times in Jesus' teaching. He gives a lot of verbs, makes a lot of verbs to pick up, to follow, to listen, to obey. These are all verbs. These are action words. We know that we are that, that it is through our faith that we are saved, but that through that salvation should inspire you to do these things that would then give outward display of what you believe. Because if you believe in God and you don't do anything, you don't help anyone, you're not kind, you're not generous, do, the question is, do you actually believe in God? That's why James says that well, without works, faith is dead. And James chapter 4, verse 4, James also says that um, those uh, that don't know that friendship with the world means en enmity with God. It means you, you can't be friends with the world because then you're at enmity with God. Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Again, this division, this sorting of people along spiritual lines. And so friends, we see this across many denominations. We don't talk about denominations on this podcast because I don't really care about denominations. I care about faith in God. And the Christian faith is a faith in Christ. The the, the Son, the second part of the equal trinity of the, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. A belief in Jesus Christ, the example that he gives us, that he set for us, the, 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 the verbiage that we have in Scripture from his teachings in all four Gospels. Who was here at the beginning of time and who will be here also at the end of time. Who has set all things in motion. Who provides his Spirit, the Spirit to get up every day and do good works on behalf of him. That's the God that we that we talk about when we when we seek Christ. And so it, it's in that light that, you know, based on his words, and we take a look at the divisions taking place in all these denominations where everyone seems to be calling themselves Christians. Everyone thinks they're on the right side. Everyone is turning or trying to turn their own ideology or their own agenda into what is God's word and what is correct um, in today's age. But what we know is that 
God's word is unchanging. It was true at the beginning of time, and it'll be true at the end of time. And so we look across the landscape. We see the, the Southern Baptist uh, Conference. The Southern Baptist, Baptist Conference is almost weekly making headlines of more divisions within itself. This church or that church, this pastor, or that minister that is, uh, you know, that, that is making headlines, arguing with one another, infighting over different, different ideas. What are women's roles in the, in the churches? What are the appropriate stances on typically their political issues? Because our politics now has seeped into our church. But friends, I would tell you that our church, our faith, should be seeping into our politics. That's what it should. It shouldn't be the opposite. We shouldn't be allowing politics into our pews. We should take our faith out of the pews and move it into our politics. We should move it into the rest of the world and all of society and everything that we do, everything that we say, everywhere we go, and everyone that we interact with, because that's what we believe. Your faith is not simply for an hour on Sunday. Your faith is 24-7, 365, and it should be with you, and you should carry it strong and proudly, unapologetically, everywhere you go. And so that's just one example. Another example is the United Methodist Church. United Methodist Church isn't so united these days. They've had numerous uh, global conferences where representatives have, have come in to vote on whether or not they're going to sanction um, same-sex marriages or not. If they're going to sanction, they're going to sanction uh, homosexual leaders in their churches or not. And there's a big rift. There's a big divide in that denomination. Again, we're not going to talk about the the particular issue that they're arguing over, but the point is that they're arguing over. the The point is that there's a that that, that there is clearly. Uh, division that is taking place where one group of people are set on one side and the other group of set of, pe of people are set on the other side. The question that we have to ask ourselves in these divisions, whether it be what we talked about briefly with the Southern Baptist Conference or with the United Methodist um, uh, Church and, and their divisions. Right now, the Catholic Church is undergoing a, a pretty big schism over the, the traditional Latin Mass, which has been uh, a part of the church for thousands of years and and now there's a there, there's been a progressive effort to do away with that latin mass for some time and the sanctity of it and there, there's a whole history behind that not going to talk about the history but what we again we want to point out is that there's a division of people that are interested in one thing and versus the uh, a group of people on the opposite end of the argument and both sides are trying to lay claim, trying to stake their claim that they are correct on a biblical point of view, on a biblical argument. Friends, we can't be led astray by false leaders. We can't be led astray by false prophets. Jesus says himself that he comes to bring the sword. He comes, and when he comes, there will be a division between a father and his son, a mother and, their, and, and, and her daughter. He will come to separate the sheep from the goat. He will come to separate the wheat from the chaff. We have to decide with our choices, with our minds, with our hearts, with our knowledge of what we know, which is why it's so important that we know scripture, that we know God, that we understand what he said. It's not about what I think. What I think is irrelevant. What I feel is irrelevant. 
The only thing that is relevant is the word and the command of God. And so when God says these things are true, I have to believe that they're true. They were true when they were written. They were true before it was written. And they'll be true when when, when eventually this, this piece of paper is long gone. That those biblical truths are true for eternity. It's important that we read what God says so that we are not led astray. It's important that regardless of the denomination that you're a part of, the church that you may or may not be a part of, if you are a part of a church, if you are a part of a don denomination, that we understand what they believe, understand what they support. Because when you are involved in any organization, when the organization says we're for that, that means you are for that. When the organization says that they're for something, that means that you are for something. That, and that goes whether you're a part of a, a school board, a PTA, a political party, or a denomination. It's all the same. You can't escape responsibility. Either you believe all of this Bible or you believe none of this Bible. Either you believe that God is the author of life and he says so in Genesis 1, and that we are all equal because he says so in Genesis 1, or you don't believe any of this, and you don't believe in equality because you can't believe in equality and, believe in, and not believe in God. Either you believe that God is the author of marriage because in Genesis chapter 2, he declares marriage when he tells a man that he shall leave his parents and live with his wife, and the two become one flesh. Because if you don't believe that, then you don't believe anything else. It's impossible to say you believe in a, in a in a true marriage when God is the author of marriage, but you don't believe in God. Or you want to desecrate it and make marriage into something else that is clearly not. God's word stands the test of time. We are not the first generation to test the word of God. We will not be the last generation to test the word of God. My friends, what I'm telling you is that we, you and I, believers, cannot be led astray by those who want to challenge and tear down the word of God. So if you are facing one of these divisive issues, if you are in a church right now that's going through, that I just named, that is going through a divisive issue, friends, I'm asking you not to rely on your own understanding, not to rely on what you think, because what you think, friends, just like I said, what I think, it's irrelevant. I ask you to turn to scripture and read what Jesus says, read what God says. And so when the time comes that you have to make a decision that you align yourself with the organization, with the institution, with the denomination, with the, with the party that is equal to what God tells us to do. That is in most alignment with what God says. If your denomination is for homosexual marriage, then you are for homosexual marriage. If your denomination and your pastor promotes abortion, then you, friend, are pro-abortion as well. You just can't get around that fact. You support by showing up. You support with your money, you support with your time, your talent, your treasure. You support it. Don't be led astray by things that are not of God. That's what I'm giving you a big task to think about this weekend. 
it's not going to be easy and it depends on where you're at and what you're going through what you feel what you might think what the world has taught you everyone's going to be different every circumstance is going to be different i would be lying if i told you that i had the answer for everything because i don't i don't have the answer for anything which is why i'm trying to guide you to the man who does the one who does Don't be led astray by false prophets. And Jeremiah says, do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. Doesn't that sound like people that we know? Doesn't that sound like someone you've listened to? Someone maybe on television, someone on a podcast platform, someone on the radio, maybe someone in your own congregation. In the Gospel of Luke, it says, Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. Let us not fall into that trap of being popular in this secular world. We talked last week, actually on Monday, about being a stumbling block to our brothers and our sisters, to our families, to the people that we know. Being a stumbling, a block that causes other people to sin, that they trip over you. Your sin causes other people to see you and encourages them to sin too. Jesus has a whole host of things to say about that. And if you, if you missed the Monday podcast, I encourage you to, to go back to Monday and listen to it. Friends, this weekend you have to decide. As this division, this great sort is taking place, this great divide. Which, the, which side are you going to be on? Jesus talks about the great gulf between the rich man and Lazarus. That Lazarus was a poor man sleeping outside the gate of the rich man here on earth. And the rich man never did anything for him. So when the rich man died and Lazarus' dad died, there was a big gulf between the rich man who was with Abraham and Lazarus who was on fire. And he begged Abraham to please send Lazarus down with just a, a, a drop of water on his finger so that he could place it on his tongue. And Abraham told the rich man he can't. The gulf is too, is too wide so that the people with Abraham couldn't be where the rich man was. And the rich man couldn't be and could never be where Lazarus was. That's the divide that we're heading for. Who's going to be with the rich man burning in an unquenchable fire as Jesus describes it? And who's going to be with Abraham and Lazarus and our Lord and Savior and he, with eternal life. You have to make that decision, friends. And I pray that you're strong enough to make it when the time comes. Because there will be a time and it, it feels like we're rapidly approaching that time where you're going to have to decide whose side are you on? Are you on God's side or are you on the side of the world? 
So again, if you like messages like this, if you're, we, we seek three things to, to provide information, education, and some inspiration. Hopefully this will inspire you to think about these issues. And if you're facing one of these divisions in your local denomination or even within your own household about what is of God and what is not of God and how to reconcile what the world says to what God says, friends, pick what God says every time. Not because I say so, but because he says so. And so if you like messages like this, and if you support what we're trying to do here, we ask that you share uh, this podcast on your social media profile. That's, that's something very simple something very easy that you could do. Again, we don't ask for donations. We ask for your participation. And with that, friends, um, we will see you again on Monday. And until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.